Hello, beautiful people all over the world. This is Christian Shabby, your host of Healthy, Wealthy, and Happy. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. This is Christian here with another informational podcast. And in today's podcast, we'll be talking about everything you need to know about renting out houses. The reason I'm doing this is because, one, I'm a landlord, okay? So I'm a real estate investor. I own a couple of rentals, have been for a couple of years now. And two, I'm a real estate agent. So I know what it takes to, one, rent out a house, and then two, taking applicants of people who are looking to rent out the houses. So I want to provide people with the needed information so they know what they're getting themselves into, so they know what landlords are going to require, what property managements are going to require, and just the whole game of the real estate, okay? Because I noticed they didn't really teach us all this stuff in school or college, right? You know, so a lot of times people get taken advantage of. And when I'm on the battlefield and when I'm in the marketplace, when I'm in the streets, right, I end up hearing crazy ideas. I'm like, whoa, who told you that? You know what I'm saying? Like people giving money to landlords cash. You know, you do not do these things. Like people not getting their security deposit back, even though they can. Or people getting scared because, oh, my landlord said I have to leave the house. And so I really need to find a place to stay. And I'm like, well, did he do this? Did he give you this paperwork? Did he give you this amount of time? Like there's certain steps and procedures, you know, you don't just text somebody and say, hey, leave. So I'm going to go ahead and dive into this podcast and give you all these pointers. So let's go ahead and start. So you as an individual, right, for some reason you can't, let's say, buy a house, okay, because you don't have the 3 or 5% down or whatever the amount of money down, the couple thousand down to buy a house. Or maybe you're just not ready to buy a house. Maybe you're a single person, you want to rent, and you're like, I'm not trying to make a big commitment to stay somewhere for 30 years and pay a big mortgage, right? So for those people who are looking to rent, you need to know what landlords are looking for and what landlords want to avoid, right? So first thing that they're going to look at, which is the most important thing when it comes to buying and selling and anything business, right, is money, okay? So what I mean by money is do you have the money or the proof that you have money that you can rent out the house. That's going to be like the first step, right? So think about it. If you, let's say you want to sell cars. First thing you need to know, do you have the money to buy the car? It's $2,000. If you ain't got $2,000, I'm sorry, big pimpling. We ain't got nothing to talk about. All right. So that's kind of like the first step when it comes to renting. So when you're on the market, you're on Google and you're looking at rentals on Zillow or realtor.com or wherever you're looking on Craigslist, whatever you're looking, right? You're going to be looking at prices, 800, 900, 1200, 1400, 1800, depending where you're at, right? 2000, right? And you have to look at your personal budget and be like, hmm, do I have 1500 a month, including all my other bills and utilities and car note, insurance and everything like that? Do I have enough money coming in that I can commit to paying 1200 a month or 1500 a month or whatever that landlord is charging, right? So if it is over what you can afford, don't even look at it. I know it may be nicer, maybe the better side of town, 
Blase, blase. Great. But if you don't have the money, there's no point looking at it. And me as your agent, if you give me your proof of income and you make $1,200 a month and you want to send me rentals that you want to rent out and they're $2,000 a month, you're not going to see them. I won't take you. Someone else may, but I won't take you, right? So because you, you have to be financed, right? You have to have the money to buy it. So that's very simple, all right? So the next thing, which is obvious, is there you got to see if the house fits your standards, right? So you got to go in the house, look at it, be like, okay, I have a family of six. Can I fit them in here? Or do I like this area? Or do I like the plumbing? Like, check all these things. Look at the area. Look at the outlets. Make sure things work. Look at the roof, basement, see if water's coming in. I say to do this because I've heard of too many people, poor people, I feel bad. Not like they're poor people, like I feel bad. But like people who will go and they'll get in a house and then let's say the roof's leaking or the basement's leaking or, you know, the toilet's leaking. And like for some reason, the landlord doesn't fix it. And so... They're frustrated trying to get the landlord to fix it. They're in this war. The landlord's trying to be a cheapo, you know, not trying to pay for it. So they're in all this headache. So what I try to remind people is before this even happens, okay, look at the property in extensive detail. Have your uncle who's a handyman come to the rental or your friend who's an inspector Bring somebody who knows houses to look at it. Now, I hate when people do that to me personally, like on my rentals. I hate when like I have these ladies come and then they bring their boyfriend or their dad or somebody. And, you know, they're like Bob the Builder wannabe. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, yeah, man, what about that? What about that? Up the code, all this stuff, right? And, you know, I don't mind it because it keeps me on my game, but it can be a little bit annoying. <laughs> but um, what I was really trying to say is you want to do that. Okay. If I was telling my mom, my daughter, my friend, my uncle, whatever, right? People, my family, people I love, my friends, I would tell them like, yeah, man, it doesn't hurt to bring somebody who knows houses and can tell you if the house is in a good condition or not. And, you know, help you sleep at night, you know, knowing that there's no mold or there's no, the basement ain't leaking or the floor is not falling apart or the floor is warped. You know what I'm saying? Or the plumbing is not working properly. There's too much pressure lines or whatever could be the problem. There could be many, many different problems. So before you give anybody your money, make sure you really want the product. All right. So keep that in mind. So when it comes to landlording, right, and the whole rental game, I'm going to give you the perspective of the landlord. They're going to look at you and they're going to be like, okay, what's their income? What's their credit? background check, evictions, okay? So after you, one, figure it out your budget, which is step one, figure out what you can afford. Step two, look at properties and figure out which ones you like and which ones you like. Okay, I can live here. And then, you know, you want to bring someone in your friend, family, or hire someone, even spend the money to have someone look at the property and make sure it's in a good condition to where, you know, you'd be like, I'm willing to stay here because I know for sure this property was done right. I won't have problems with water. I won't have any leaks. I won't have deal with mold. You know what I'm saying? The neighborhood's good. No bullet holes anywhere. I didn't see no empty bottles of alcohol on anybody's porches. When I drive down the street, there's not 80 people sitting outside one house smoking cigarettes or whatever. You see what I'm saying? So you want to do that type of research, all right? So- after that, like I said, landlords are going to look at your credit, your background check, and evictions, all right? So credit, 
they already kind of know your credit is probably not going to be too good. I mean, if your credit was phenomenal, you'd probably be buying a house. So credit's not a huge deal, but understand there are some people and companies that have credit requirements. So, for example, I don't really ever do that, but there are people out there like, hey, if your credit is not at, let's say, 640 or 650 or 700, you won't even be able to apply for that rental. So keep that in mind. And if you're using a buyer's agent, they should be able to let you know about that. Okay. So when it comes to credit, main thing you need to worry about is do they have a minimum credit requirement? If they don't, keep pushing. I would say this, if you have horrible credit, I mean, like you're in the 400s, 500s, then you may want to try to improve that before you go out applying and spending money on application fees and all that. Okay. So keep that in mind. All right. So the next thing and the most important thing, trust me, as a landlord, the most important thing I care about other than do you have the money to pay for it is what's your eviction record? You know what I'm saying? Like, how many evictions you got? Do you have any? What happened with your previous landlord? You see what I'm saying? So landlords are going to be like, okay, they're going to run the background check, which is usually you're going to have to pay for it, which will be anywhere from like 30, 40, 50, 60 bucks. If someone comes to you with the application of fee of 120 or some crazy amount, tell them to, you know, kick rocks, right? And try not to always just pay for application fees before you look at the property, before you confirm you want to see it. Because nine out of 10 times, you're not getting that money back. <laughs> so keep that in mind. And a lot of people get pissed about that. And they tell me, oh, man, I didn't pay like 12 application fees. I'm like, man, well, you did it. Don't be applying everywhere and thinking everybody's going to, you know what I'm saying, going to rent out to you. And then you apply. And then the next day, be like, oh, sorry, it's rented out. You know, so be wary, like be a little cautious. But at the same time, if you want that property, you better apply quick because it may not be there. So you're going to have to make a judgment be like, hmm, do I want to save 50 bucks or do I really want this house? So as I tell people, like, hey, well, I have an application fee, okay? I'm sorry what happened to you in the past, but if you want to get in this property, you're going to have to apply and the money goes straight to the company, not to me. I'm not making no $5 fee. I always tell people I'm in the, the renting out houses business. I'm not in the application fee business. I ain't PayPal. I ain't a bank. I don't skim the top and take a dollar off. You know what I'm saying? That's not what we do. And if you're a landlord or investor, that's not what you should do. Like I've had people, yeah, man, just have them apply a whole bunch of times. And even if you, you know, you go do it, you'll still make some money. I'm like, bro, that's not what we do. Like, I don't know. That's just me. I don't think I need to be out here scheming people were trying to find rentals for 60 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to love each other. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, that's what they're going to be looking at. Now, I'm going to give you a little advice. I'll talk about evictions now. If you have evictions, that is not good, obviously. Try to avoid them at all times, okay? If you ever get called or get any mail to go to court, go to court, okay? Figure it out. Go do not try to avoid these problems, okay? And also, try to work with your landlord or the apartment company or whoever is trying to give you an eviction. Try to work with them and try not to get anything on your record. I've met too many good people. Like, literally, they had great jobs, great people, but they had too many evictions. And I'm like, man, I would love to rent out to you, but you got nine of them. You know what I'm saying? So like, and there could be whatever reasons. Well, I was at least, it was with my daughter and my daughter missed it. Whatever. Here's the thing, man. 
no one really cares about the why, unfortunately. Like, so I try to tell people in this game, it's all about like numbers. Okay. It's like sports. Okay. You can tell them your sob story, but at the end of the day, we're looking at what you can do, what you can create. People are looking at your records, your credit, okay, your background, your eviction. So you can come up with like, you can explain to people what happened, which I would if it's like a very interesting situation and you can prove it to the landlord like hey the reason why my credit is like this is because of this this and that my mom stole my social security number you know what i'm saying and took out all this debt you know what i'm saying so some things you can explain but some landlords just won't care and i'm just telling you because i don't want you to go through that frustration so keep that in mind all right also when it comes to evictions right and putting leases in your name, be careful of that. Don't just put your name on any lease and then six months later, a year, a couple years later, you go to apply for a property and you have an eviction on your record. And you'd be like, what do you mean? I never had a house. But then you're like, oh yeah, I actually did sign a lease a couple years ago with my friend. Oh, I thought it was under my friend's name, but it really under your name. So just what I'm saying is like, whenever you're doing anything real estate wise and it comes to renting, just make sure you know what you're liable for, okay? Because some people, they be like, oh, I got no evictions. And then I do the check and I see they have evictions. They're like, oh, I had no idea. And I'm like, well, I had no idea either. Next, no, I'm just playing. So keep that in mind, all right? Um, another tip when it comes to getting your rental, right? You can co-sign and you can bring people in. So let's say you don't have enough money. You don't meet the income requirement. Get a roommate. You know what I'm saying? If it's a three bedroom and you make 2000 a month and your buddy makes 2000 a month and the income requirement was, let's say, 3000 a month, see if your buddy wants to move in with you. You both go on the lease and you both make it happen. You see what I'm saying? So obviously, whoever's more responsible try to put the, everything in their name, you know? So when it comes to sharing housing and rentals with people. Don't just choose your best friend. Choose people who you know have integrity, who pay their bills, who always have money. Do not <laughs> move in with someone who's always going to be borrowing money from you, always like, man, I'm short this month, and then all of a sudden your record gets messed up because you get evicted because your friend didn't pay you the rent. You see what I'm saying? So keep that in mind. And also, when you're doing that, expect for your friend to fail. And if he doesn't, great. Or whoever it is. Like, if they don't fail, then it's great. But if they do, make sure you have money in reserves. Because let's say the rent's 800 You have your 400 but your buddy doesn't have his 400 Make sure you have that other 400 because you can't just give the landlord 400 and be like, hey, here's my half. My partner ain't got his half, so I ain't leaving. You got to kick him out. That's not how it works. The rent is 800 He needs 800 Without 800 you're getting an eviction notice, point blank, period. All right? So keep that in mind. So next point, signing a lease, all right? So before you move into a house, make sure you sign a lease, okay? I met people who moved into houses, no paperwork, nothing going on. They gave the guy cash, and then they soon find out that, oh, the guy never owned the house. It was the neighbor or it was the cousin or it was the, you know what I'm saying, of the owner, like, who didn't know what was going on. So please, people, before signing a lease, <laughs> like, know who you're dealing with. Make sure you know that guy's the owner and make sure he gives you paperwork, okay? If he or she, if they're not giving you paperwork, right, and if they are not providing you with keys and you feel like this guy ain't the owner, 
run, ask for proof or, or do something, right? Research it, call somebody. Don't just blindly trust people in the streets. Now, I say to do this because I hear so much shady business going on, and it blows my mind that people are, like, ripping each other off like that. So it's unacceptable, right? Also, understand leases are different, okay? If he gets a lease and he just printed off the internet, that lease may not work in your state, okay? So for the landlords out there, this is not really for you. This podcast is for the, the people who will be renting from you. Make sure that you're signing a lease that has that's for that state, okay? And if you're not sure, you always ask an attorney. I wouldn't pay to ask an attorney, but, you know, if he's a cool attorney, like, hey, man, I got this question, you know, here's the lease I got. You think it's legit? You know, you call like 12, 20 attorneys. They may help you or just research it or go online and go on them real estate lawyer firm websites and post questions or whatever. And you'll kind of find the answer if you're really that paranoid and you want to know. But only the paranoid survive, right? So when it comes to signing a lease, just make sure you do. Please don't just move in the house and be like, oh, he said I could stay here. Okay. They call that squatting. So you got to know the difference between being a tenant and a squatter. And the biggest difference is paperwork. <laughs> so tenants have paperwork, squatters don't. All right, next point, always use a buyer agent if you can, all right? So a lot of times I'm in the field and I see these people and they don't have a buyer's agent. And I'm like, why? And they think they have to pay for it. And the little trick of the trade is here's how it goes, Okay. The landlord is going to pay the buyer's agent a commission for renting out the house out of his pocket, not yours. So knowing this, I always recommend people when you're buying or you're looking to rent out a house, right? Please, please, please use a buyer's agent. Okay, they'll get you access to houses on the MLS. They'll submit the paperwork for you. They'll follow up for you when you submit the application. They'll help you deal with the landlord and the landlord's agent. And it's kind of like a lawyer. I mean, why go to court with no lawyer? Yeah, you can go defend yourself, but why? It's always better to have a lawyer, right? And that's the same thing I'll say with having a buyer's agent. Yes, you can rent out houses by yourself, but why not use someone who is in that field and who knows exactly what they are doing? Why not use them? That's just smart, right? Like the Henry Ford thing, you know? You're hiring people smarter than you. You have eighth grade education, but everybody you're surrounded with got PhDs. That, my friend, is smart. So please use buyer agents, all right? And if they're charging you like an extra fee, try to avoid it. But just ask them about fees because I don't want you guys to go out there and, oh, Christian said use buyer agent, now I owe money. So just make sure, like, they have no like hidden fees, all right? And be like, hey, who's paying for you? If I use you as my buyer's agent to get this rental, you're getting paid by the landlord, right? Like your brokerage is not going to charge me any type of fee or anything like that. Like, am I coming out of pocket? I just want to know, all right? So just ask these questions just to kill confirm, as I say in my business, all right? Kill confirm. Asking twice, confirming, you know, not guessing, stuff like that, okay? So another thing, right, when it comes to rentals, that I see that people kind of kind of ticks me off, and I, it's really the landlords, but it's like not giving people back their security deposit. Okay, so I hear these people; they're like they'll just leave the house and try not to get their security deposit. Why not? It's money, folks. I mean, unless your last name is Gates, Ford, or Firestone, or 
who else, you know, Carnegie, whatever, Rockefeller, you should be trying to get your security deposit back. Especially if you kept up the property, you didn't break a lot of stuff, the property looks as good as it was when you got there, you know what I'm saying? Then try to get that security deed deposit back, okay? Because you're going to need the money for the next place. Now, understand this. If you put down a security deposit and you're fighting with the landlord and you ain't paying rent and your kids and broke eight windows, you're not getting it back. Okay, so like if there's so many repairs, like you see what I'm saying, that need to be done, the landlord's gonna do everything in his power to not try to give you that security deposit back. So knowing this, when you move into the rental, tell your friends, your kids, your wife, your spouse, everybody, do not break anything. Try not to, right? Obviously things are gonna break, okay? But try not to break windows, doors, things that will cost money because when you leave, that's where he's going to hit you. So technically, what they're supposed to do is before you move in and ask this to the landlord when you're moving into place, like, hey, if they don't provide you with it, like, hey, can I get a move-in checklist, right? So this move-in checklist are going to be like, you and the landlord are supposed to go through the property and be like, okay, this door opens and closed. It is not broken. Check. All the windows in the property are not broken and have screens. Check. All right, you go through the house. All the outlets work. The lights work. The garage door works. Blase, blase, right? All these things work. And you both agree that everything on that list is the way it should be. Then when you leave and you move out, now you need a move out checklist, right? And so on the move out checklist, you guys are going to look. Okay, when we started, there were eight windows with eight screens Okay, let's look at the eight windows in the house. Okay, we have eight windows, ding, 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 and we have eight screens. We're good. All right. Okay, let's keep moving. Okay, chandelier. It was there. Chandelier is still here. Okay, good. We're good, right? Oh, oh, look at that. Bedroom door has been destroyed. Looks like someone pushed their head through it. Sorry, we're deducting that labor material cost of $100 from your $1,000 security deposit. We're only giving you $900, right? So that's kind of like how the game goes. Now, watch out for the snakes in the grass. We'll be like, oh, man, that door. Man, that's going to... I can't give you security deposit back because you broke a bedroom door. It's like, uh, nice try, bub. Uh, that door was 50 bucks, and it'll cost you 150 bucks to put in or whatever it'll cost you to put in. You're not holding my $1,000 security deposit from one door. So you need to kind of know this information. Now, when you do this, I know I'm kind of be a little dramified right now, but when you're doing this, be very respectful, okay, for the landlords and the people dealing with the landlords. You want to be respectful and nice to each other in this process. It doesn't need to be like, man, this house is crappy, da-da-da. Like, don't have that mentality because he's not going to want to help you. See what I'm saying? Like, that's something I notice with people. It's like they have this attitude, this bouginess to them. And I'm like, man, you're trying to work. This is your landlord or vice versa, right? This is your tenant. Like, you guys are friends. You're in a business together, your partnership. Like, treat each other with love and respect, not, oh, this is just a crappy little tenant, whatever, or vice versa. My landlord's a slum. He's a rich prick bastard, da-da-da-da. no. Don't have that mentality because that's not going to help you. That's not going to help anybody. And guess what? People can feel that tension. And when that tension's there, guess what? They're not going to really want to help you. So people like to help cool people. People like to help nice people. So if you're that cool, nice tenant, and you're always trying to do what you need to do in the house, shovel the snow, whatever you, you know, 
you keep the house up nice, you keep it nice, you cleaned it, whatever it is, you cut the grass on time, do everything you can to make the life of the landlord easy so that you, one, you can get security deposit back easier. Two, when you call him, he likes you. And he's like, oh, oh, I like this person. Like, whatever you need. You want me to repaint the house? I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? So you want to build that, like, nice, friendly landlord relationship, okay? I don't think it's necessary for us humans to be fighting with the landlord and everybody hate their landlord. Like, we can work in harmony, and it's possible, all right? And if your landlord's a piece of garbage, you do the right thing. As Gary Vee says, doing the right thing is always the right thing, okay? You don't be bad or be mean to somebody because that's what they did to you because it probably won't help. Like Jesus said, try to turn the other cheek, a.k.a. try. It's hard, but try. <laughs> All right, so another thing which people, they'd be like, hey, man, I want to get into an apartment. And I'm like, eh, wrong. Agents, right? Buyers, agents, people like that, we do not help you get into apartments. So I mentioned buyer's agent. When you get a buyer agent, they're going to help you get into a house, a condo, right? Not an apartment, okay? Apartments, they have their own individual team there that they handle the leases. You work with them directly. You don't need an agent, right? And so applying for apartment is a lot easier, which this podcast, not really about apartments, more like renting houses, okay? Because apartments are kind of easy to get into. You know, you apply, give them the information, they call you, you know, it's not that hard. All right. So the next thing, which we'll go back to the beginning where I talked about income, is you must understand that income is super important because they're going to qualify you on your income. So let's say the rent is $1,000 and what they're going to usually say or they should disclose that, hey, the minimum income requirement for this property is that you make two or three or four times the amount of the rent. So if the rent is $1,000, okay, and it says in their description, hey, the tenant must make three times the amount of the rent, 1,000 times three is $3,000. Now, if you don't make that requirement, you're probably not going to be able to rent that property out, okay? So keep that in mind. Make sure you know the income requirement for that house, okay? And like I said, some of them are like, two times the rent amount, three times the rent amount, four times the rent amount, five times the rent amount. I've never really seen five, but I feel like I've seen four before. So basically, here's here I'll give you their, from a landlord point of view. Here's why we do that, okay? If the rent is $1,000, we want someone in there who makes like three or $4,000 so we know they can easily pay their rent because they make so much money. If the rent is $1,000 and you make 1800 a month, that does not give the landlord or the owner enough confidence that you can always pay your rent on time because you only have $800 left for food, fun, insurance, taxes, bills, everything else, right? So you always want to come off like you have more income. So try to do that, all right? So keep that in mind, okay? Another important thing, I'll never forget, I was at a house, was renting it out. This is in Detroit. This lady came, no lie, on God. She came, one eyelash, like, you know how you get them fake, I don't even know, I'm not a girl, but you get them fake eyelashes put on. She had like one that was super long and on the other eye, nothing. And I promise you, she had stains on her shirt. And then she comes up to me and she hands me four pieces of paper and they're all like social security, right? Or whatever that stuff is, like 750 a kid, 650 a kid, for children, right? And she's like, here's my proof of income. So I was like, you have W-2, you work? She's like, no, no, that's what I got, right? 
And, you know, I was trying to help the lady out, but after a while I started noticing she's yelling at her boyfriend, which, you know, the boyfriend was driving with her. So you can kind of tell how that was going on. He's just a mooch. He's just a slave. Like, hey, go to Popeye's for me. Okay, baby, what you want? You know what I'm saying? He was that type of guy. And I started looking at him like the car's all hoopty. I'm looking at him. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I don't want to deal with this. Kids look like they ain't showered in a week. And I'm not saying this to judge them to be a jerk. I'm just letting you know so that you can be successful. You go to rent out houses, people are going to judge you and look at you, Okay. The whole CNN not judging stuff in business is a whole nother game. They judge you, okay? So they're not supposed to judge you on color, religion, stuff like that, but they can judge you on income, but they're going to judge you on dress, okay? So if you come there, that's why I gave you that story, and you're looking like you're a mess, don't be surprised if they try not to call you back, okay? So I've had tenants come to me, and I loved it. They had a new car, they were like kind of suited and booted, you know what I'm saying? Like nice little jacket, iron pants, nice shoes. I'm like, okay, I can see you in my house. I like that, you know what I'm saying? That's what people want to see. You don't want to come to a showing and I have people do this. What up, though? You know what I'm saying? Smelling like weed, you know what I'm saying? Like tattoos on your face. I know you can't change this thing, but I'm just saying like people are going to judge, you know what I'm saying? They're, so, you know, even how you talk, you want to go in there, even if you are a hood guy, right? Even if you are from the hood. Throw on your Carlton voice. Hello. Hello, Trump. My name's Jeffrey. I'd like to rent out this property. You know, do whatever you can to, like, seem like you're a good person. Because if you do not do that and you just, like, what up, though? Tattoos, chains on watches, all this stuff. Landlords are going to judge. I'm not saying I do this. But I'm just letting you know how it really is. I can sugarcoat it and be like, everybody is fair and everybody follows the fair housing laws and they won't discriminate. Yeah, they're going to discriminate. And yes, to be honest, people will probably discriminate on color. They're not supposed to. But what they'll probably do is just not call you back and be like, oh, you sent us the application. I can't find it. Could you send it again? Like, they're going to just BS. So... Just keep that in mind. They are not supposed to. And if they do do that, you know, talk to lawyers. I'm not here for that, but I'm just letting you know how the game goes, okay? So what you need to take away from all that is dress nice, talk appropriate, look clean, look like you got everything structured. When you're showing people paperwork, you know, just trying to come off like, hey, I'm a good human being. I pay taxes. You know what I'm saying? I'm a good person, right? Just trying to give them that vibe because landlords, we look at that, Okay. And if anyone discriminates you, try to figure out the fair housing laws and make sure that never happens. No one should be discriminating on religion, age, race, any of that stuff, right? And if they tell you that verbally, they're in trouble, right? Or if you feel like that is, it's not good, right? May have to be a small claim. But I'm not trying to go there. I don't really believe in lawsuits. I'm not a big fan of that. But sometimes people leave you no choice, okay? Next point do not just give your money to people. I kind of mentioned this earlier, but please do not just roll over and give money to people, okay? Oh, yeah, he's the landlord. They're getting me the only... No, like, make sure he's the landlord. Once again, make sure there's paperwork, all right? And another thing is when you're paying your rent or when you're first moving in, you, you're paying for your, your security deposit and your rent, right? Do not pay in cash, okay? Because people can say, oh, I never got it. You want to use a certified check, a money order, some type of proof and get a receipt that you paid that amount, okay? Just in case something goes haywire, okay? So keep that in mind. The next thing I think, yep, we talk about the moving checklist. Oh, very important thing when it comes to the money part, 
I almost forgot that. Now, in the state of Michigan, the max we are allowed to charge people for a security deposit is a month and a half. So let's say the rent is $1,000. The max I can charge you for a security deposit is $1,500. So the total moving cost at that point will be $1,000 for the first month's rent and then $1,500 for the security deposit. That is the max I can charge someone on Michigan. Now, total is $2,500. This is why I start off this podcast in saying, know your budget, know how much you got, know if you can afford it, okay? When you look at a rental and you see the price, the $800, $900, $1,200, you're going to come out of more money than that. So I tell people, have at least $2,500 or $3,000 on hand before you start looking for a rental. If you have $1,000, it's just not going to cut it, okay? If you have $1,500, it probably won't cut it either. So try to have a minimum of $2,500 on hand. Then you can go shop, okay? So definitely keep that in mind. Now, in other states, they may have laws of saying, oh, you can only do uh, one month for a security deposit or two months, like... Every state has their different rules. So figure out how your state functions. But I know Michigan, for sure, 100%, a month and a half is the max we can charge for security deposit. All right. So keep that in mind. All right. Now, one last thing when it comes to security deposit and all that is, you know, you can kind of, I shouldn't say this, but try not to find, like, if you don't want to spend that much money, you can find people with lower security deposits. See what I'm saying? So, like, if you don't like for me personally, if I was going to go rent out, like I'm not paying like I would try to avoid paying that much of security deposit because I'm not always sure that I'll get it back. So just keep that in mind and don't pay more. So if someone sends you, oh, yeah, security deposit is three grand and you know the laws of that state, like there's no way. Don't give them that money because after you give them that money, it's going to be so hard for you to get that back. So hard because that guy may leave the state. It's hard to sue. It's just hard to get it back. So please, before you give people money, please, I, I say, I'm saying this over and over because I've heard it so many times. Make sure you know the guy's the owner. Make sure he gives you a lease, some type of paperwork, and make sure that he's the owner. Like, I'm telling you, I, I, was, I was amazed. Like, I, this one lady, she was telling me her uncle ripped her off. You know what I'm saying? Like, because she was looking for a house. She had a kid. And the uncle's like, all right, you pay me. Here's a house over here. Here's the keys. It's abandoned house. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know how this guy got his hands on it, but this lady ended up paying the uncle all this money, and the uncle never owned it. And then she had to leave. She had kids, and she's calling me, and she's telling me all these stories. I'm like, ma'am, I'm so sorry. So that's why I had to make this podcast. So I hope I added enough value to you guys. I think I hit all the major points. Did I forget anything? Oh, utilities. I forgot that. So when it comes to utilities... The landlord may pay the water, he may pay the electric, he may pay the gas, or he may not pay all of it. He may not pay any of it, right? So, you know, if if you don't like paying water bills, find a landlord or a place where you can rent that they pay the water. But just don't expect every landlord to pay the water. For me, example, I don't pay no utilities because for me, I, I, that never makes sense to me. Your water bill, your electric, your gas, you pay for it. I have nothing to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because... When you leave and then I have to pay $800 water bill because you never paid it. You see what I'm saying? So that's personally, that's how I do it. So I'm just letting you guys know that some people will pay your water bill. Some people pay your gas bill. Some people pay your electric bill. Some people won't pay any of it. 
So you just got to figure out which landlord fits you. Okay? So this is Christian again with another informational podcast. I hope you got a lot of value in today's recording about everything you need to know about renting houses. And next, I'll do one on how to buy a house, all the different steps, different type of mortgage you can get, FHA, what they're looking for, you know, VA loans, you know, conventional loans, all that stuff. We'll talk about how to buy. And then we'll also talk about the pros and cons of buying and renting. Because at first, I feel like some people want to buy, but maybe they should rent. And some people want to rent and maybe they should buy. So I want to give you the knowledge of both. And then you can pick for yourself. All right, guys, this is Christian and I am out of here. Thank you and have a blessed day. Stay warm in this freezing, freezing temperature. It's February 1st, 2019. And currently, what was it, negative 10 outside? So stay warm. Anybody out in the cold, help them out. Pray for the people in Chicago. I was told people had passed away because of the weather. And we live in the richest country in the world, and that should never happen. You know what I'm saying? Open your house up to people. These are people, not animals. They're going to die in the cold at negative 13, right? So if you see people like that, take them to the shelter. Do anything you can to help the people out there, all right? So thank you. This is Christian, and I'm out. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to today's recording of Healthy, Wealthy, Happy. This is your host, Christian Shabby. And if you would like to stay in more contact with me and get to know me a little bit more, you can check me out on my YouTube channel, which is Christian Shabby. Let me spell that for you. C-H-A-B-I. And also, uh, we have a website that you can also get phenomenal information, schedule a time to speak with me, one-on-one consultation, all that fun stuff, and get to listen and watch a few testimonials and check out my book, Something Ain't Right, which is all on my website, which is, guess what, also called ChristianShoppy.com, www.ChristianShoppy.com, all right? Thank you, and have a blessed day.